How to Create a Glitch Monologues. Season 2 Chapter 6. I'd like to preface this podcast by saying that I realized some time ago that explaining reality in the manner which I do with these podcasts is essentially like a blind man explaining color to those who can see. Nevertheless, I hope if this is not educational, at a minimum it is entertaining. This is the sixth episode of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix Monologues, Season 2. In this episode I'm going to be talking a little bit about how we can understand the experience of others, and building upon the ideas presented in a previous podcast in relation to how everyone exists in a distinct experience of reality, and how reality is multi-layered, each reality nested in the higher. I will also be talking about how reality is projected by our imagination, how it is fundamentally entangled in our anticipatory expectations and how the substance of being is alive in the sense that it is reactive to our impulses and shapes itself around them. Imagine that you are playing a game of chess, and the people around you are pieces on the chessboard, you can go your whole life playing the rules of the game, trying to win, following the same patterns over and over again against your opponent, the system, and never observing anything unpredictable, anything unconventional. Or, imagine that you change the rules of the game, you stop trying to win the game, and you start playing just for the sake of playing. Imagine then that the system is reactive to your intentions, and instead of producing the same patterns over and over again, instead, you produce a game which is completely unrecognizable, completely new and unconventional in some fundamental way. This is what it is to glitch. We exist in a system which plays the game we put before it. We exist in a system that is reactive to our impulses. We exist in a system defined by rules which are assigned by our intentions and designed by our objectives. The first step in stepping beyond the ordinary is recognizing that the only way to change the rules of the game is to change your objective. Instead of a zero-sum, competitive reality, exist in one which is defined by something else. Exist in one defined by only the desire to fracture it and you will see what is behind the conventionality, what hides in the shadows of your absence. For most that means living in a reality defined by their own conception of enjoyment. For most, to exist, is to exist in a reality ordered by a systemization of one's own passions. The rules of conventionality that one assigns to reality are not common between us. For others, reality is a fluid construction wherein consciousness may bring into the possible what heretofore was within the impossible. Recognizing that this is a game we all play, and that you can play to win, or you can play towards some other objective, tells us that reality is not static and unchanging, not defined by some immutable rules, such as time, or gravity, or logic, but that it is living and alive, delimited only by our own consciousness and given structure by our internal assumptions and fixed beliefs. That which is zero sum, that which is dialectical, that which is ordered, mechanistic and dead, versus, that which is chaotic, entropic and alive. On the one hand, you introduce entropy into the system, on the other, you introduce order. The second idea I would like to put forward is in regards to the nature of individual perspective and the development of consciousness. First of all, there are two ways that an individual can develop a systemization of reality. First, 
they can learn the rules of consciousness and sociality from others, their caregivers. Second, they can learn the rules of consciousness by experiencing it. In the first, they start out in an ordered, structured, reality, delimiting their consciousness, with a set of given rules and an objective. In this way, reality is shaped according to that structure, that order, and is mechanistic, finite, delimited, until that systemization breaks down, and is supplanted, or synthesized with an experiential understanding of those self-same rules. In the second, they start out in a disordered, entropic reality, where consciousness is not limited and where the substance of being is nubile. By experiencing reality, they gradually create a form of order out of the chaos of their consciousness. Their reality mirrors that transformation. So, what does this mean? It means that for the one born in chaos or those indoctrinated into it by their experience, it may initially be possible to say, switch bodies, or step through a doorway in one place and step out of a doorway in another. It may be possible to experience multiplicity, multiple simultaneous experiences of reality. It means that the rules of conventionality don't exist in the vacuum of their experience. A person born into a structured reality, taught by another, experiences an ordered reality, structured by the experiences of those who indoctrinated them into their experience of reality. As they learn and experience reality, that reality unravels their indoctrination, and it is either supplanted or synthesized. A person begins in order and proceeds into chaos. The essential lesson taught by all this rumination is that those who are indoctrinated into a system of belief delimit their actions by hard and fast rules, and in so doing their system of reality shapes their experience into one ordered by set rules of consciousness and experience. This is however a false totality. For in the indoctrination of experience, we see that the rules of consciousness are not so limited, reality is a fluid construction, whose architecture is shaped by the systemization of our intentions. The continuity that the dogmatic take for granted, the uniformity, the restrictive limiting nature of the cage of the flesh, is mere illusion, created by their subsisting in a reality created by another's experience. A few nights ago, I found myself frustrated with the mechanical nature of reality, how existence seems to have an agenda, how it pushes us forward, experiencing different things along the way. I was frustrated because reality seems to want us to develop a contextual morality, an experiential understanding of who we are as we interact with it. It resists stagnation in dogmatic systemization, which frustrates the fluidity of our creative power. But the truth is, the inanimate, the substance of being, is alive, and it wants only one thing, to live in us. It can only do that to the extent that we are not rigid, to the extent that we are not dogmatic.